Welcome back to another Cleveland vs. the World podcast, and today we've got the Super Bowl up for you. We're going to be covering all everything about the Super Bowl, what to expect. Um, we're going to have my game picks, what I think both teams need to do to win, and just a couple of uh, scenarios that I could see happening. Um, so first off, Chiefs, Buccaneers, I think this is the best possible matchup that we could have gotten. Um, I, if you look at the four uh, conference championship teams, I think Chiefs and Buccaneers was the best combination of the four, simply because you have Patrick Mahomes, who is the next big thing in the NFL. I mean, he might already be the best quarterback in the NFL. I think that's um, you could argue a couple other guys, but you, uh, he is the next big thing. And then you've got the undisputed greatest of all time in Tom Brady. You know, the the old face of the league, the new face of the league, going at it on the world's biggest stage. I think it's going to be a good one. I, I think this is going to attract a lot of viewers. I think it's going to be a phenomenal game to watch. So I am really excited for Sunday night. And next, I think it's going to be a really high-scoring game. I, I, I mean, if, if you look back at um, back at the Super Bowl a couple years ago, the Rams and the Patriots, when it was like 13-3. to um, I mean, you know, we, we, we all thought that was kind of a boring Super Bowl. I don't think we're getting that this year. I think we're going to get something a little bit like last year, maybe a little more. I think it's going to be a lot of scoring, especially towards the end of the game. Um, it, I expect both teams to score, you know, over 25, point, 25 points each. It's it's going to be a good one. I think it's going to be fun for all viewers, for all sports fans. This is um, can't miss football right here. So let's get right into keys for both teams. Let's start with Tampa. I think the big thing for Tampa Bay is to force turnovers. Um, I think if you can get a fumble here and there, or even an interception. I mean, and if you look at the past couple weeks where Mahomes was really starting to struggle uh, towards the end of the regular season, teams were forcing turnovers. He threw a couple of picks against Atlanta and Miami. I mean, they still won those games, but they were able to force turnovers and even just holding the field goals, kind of like what the Browns did a couple weeks ago in the divisional round. If you can force turnovers and then capitalize off that and then force field goals and capitalize off that, the Browns' problem was that they couldn't really capitalize off of the stops that they got. They kept holding Mahomes to field goals, which really kept them in the game, but they couldn't do anything back on offense. So if Tampa can create some turnovers or hold them to field goals and they get touchdowns after it, you're really going to start to see... I think that's when Tampa's going to start to build a lead. Is um, If you can make Mahomes uncomfortable with the turnovers, and even if, if you look at what the Browns did, I mean, Kansas City would go right down the field, and then they would stop them. I mean, they would quickly go down the field, and then they would stop them. But then the Browns couldn't come back with a touchdown. They almost did, and then you had the helmet-to-helmet hit and the Higgins fumble, but that's a that's a different story. So I think Tampa, if they can do both of that and then score off of them, they're going to be in good shape. And you have to keep Mahomes off the field. I think they're going to have to run the ball pretty well. Um, I know Ronald Jones has been a little banged up, but Leonard Fournette's been playing pretty well. So if Tampa can really kill the time of possession and keep Mahomes off the field, they're also going to be in good shape. So, I mean, think of it, the best scenario, say, you know, Mahomes on the field for a couple minutes, you hold him to a field goal, you take it back, put together a six, seven-minute drive, and you get a touchdown out of it, I think you're going to be in good shape. Um, Especially if, I mean, if you think of it easily, Mahomes, if he's off the field, he can't score. And the Chiefs are at their best when they're putting up a lot of points. So, I think the two main things for Tampa, forcing turnovers and or field goals, and scoring off of them, along with keeping Mahomes off the field. Those are the two things that they need to do if they want to get Tom Brady his seventh ring. 
And then as for Kansas City, they're going to they're gonna have to stop the run. The run defense hasn't been great. It's been better. But I think they're going to have to stop Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette on the ground. And they're also going to have to stop Mike Evans. Mike Evans is an absolute beast in the red zone. He always seems to be open. Um, I, I think when they played the last time, um, Kansas City, what they did, I mean, they got Tyreek Hill going early. They got him going on the long touchdowns. So I think Kansas City, that's the third thing they're going to have to do is score early. So if they can stop the run, put a lot on Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady can throw the ball. We, we've seen him throw it a lot. I think he is hes capable of doing it. But if Kansas City starts getting out in front early, building a lead, and if you can contain Mike Evans, you're going to be all right. I think you, you, especially when I think you want to stop the run, um, and that's that's really the if you stop the run, then they're just going to start dumping it off to Leonard Fournette and a couple of these other guys, which I which I could also see happening, which is very pretty much an extension of the run game because it, it's short and it's quick. But stopping Mike Evans is also going to allow um, those those dump offs to happen. So then, if you could really focus on that, I think you're going to be in good shape for Kansas City. So stopping the run. Stopping Mike Evans and scoring early. If Tyreek Hill has another game like he did a couple weeks ago, I think Kansas City would walk away with this game. Because, I mean, Tyreek Hill, I think he had was well over 200 yards. He almost had 300 yards, I think, and a couple touchdowns. So, really, Tampa. So, again, Tampa forcing turnovers and field goals, keeping Mahomes off the field. And Kansas City has to stop the run, contain Mike Evans, keep everything in front of him, don't let him beat you deep especially like Scotty Miller did against um, Green Bay. I mean, they just went after Kevin King. As long as you don't have that, I think they'll be all right. They'll be able to contain their offense, and they'll be able to score plenty of points on offense themselves. And that's what Kansas City would need to do to win. So now let's get it in my pick. I see Tampa Bay winning this. Um, I mean, they've been undefeated since their Week 13 by They lost two games going into that. They They lost to the Saints and then the Rams on that Monday night game. And the Rams absolutely dominated them. I mean, Jared Goff had one of the best games of his career. So I see Tampa Bay winning this one. Like I said, I think it's going to be high scoring. But at the end of the day, if Antonio Brown plays, I think Tampa wins by two scores. And I I, I've, I really believe that. I think that if Tampa can get Mike Evans involved, get Chris Godwin involved, I think they have too many weapons, especially Gronk. I think Gronk is going to be a really big piece here. I think he's going to have a touchdown or two. Um, I mean, it's. I was really debating this for a while. The only way I see Kansas City winning is, like I said earlier, if Tyreek Hill gets going early on. And they really stop the run. They force Tom Brady to throw it a lot. I mean, we've seen Tom Brady throw it a lot, though. A couple years ago when he lost to the Eagles, I mean, he threw for like 536 yards, which was a record. But still, if Tyreek Hill gets going early on, and they can just start putting up points like crazy. I don't think Tampa Bay can keep up with them in a shootout. I really don't. But I I, I expect Tampa's defense to force turnovers. I think Devin White's going to have a big game. And I think they need Antoine Winfield to play, the rookie safety. He's been really, really good for them as of late. But that is what I see happening. I see Tampa Bay coming away with this one and Tom Brady getting his seventh ring. So now, a couple um, things that I've been hearing throughout the week, I've heard a lot of people talk about what happens to Mahomes' legacy if he loses. And a lot of people, a lot of NFL experts are saying he's never going to surpass Brady if 
he loses to him here, which I think is completely wrong. I, I could not disagree with that more. I, here's where I'm at with that. Mahomes is 24 years old. Already has an MVP and a Super Bowl MVP. I mean, he's only getting he's only getting started. You take a look at Tom Brady. He's lost three Super Bowls. He lost one of them to a backup quarterback, and he lost two of them to Eli Manning, who he is way better than. I mean, obviously the one you know the one Super Bowl was his defense didn't step up, but but still, he 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 lost three Super Bowls. So if Mahomes loses once, I mean he's in a second Super Bowl at 24 years old. That's unbelievable. So if it's a shootout like I think it's going to be, and he loses, I really don't see that affecting his legacy. I I still think he can pass Brady. If I mean it's really too early to tell, but if he ends up with six rings like Brady, I think he's going to have more passing yards all time, more touchdowns all time, just simply due to the nature of how much that offense passes the ball. I, 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 I don't see the logic behind that. If Mahomes loses, he will never pass Brady. I, I that just I've been hearing that all week, and it's really been it, it's really confused me. And I, I don't really know how else to explain it besides that Mahomes is already 24. He's already in two Super Bowls at 24 years old. I, I, don't, I just don't see how losing to one of the most stacked rosters in football is really going to hurt him. So especially during the COVID year, I mean, I think that's gonna people are gonna use that as an excuse down the road too. I mean, we'll just have to see. And then more and more people I've seen have been hopping on the Tom Brady goat train. More, I think everyone's starting to realize that he is the undisputed goat. And I, I, I've been saying this for a while now. I, I I just never understood the argument for anybody else. I mean, you could say Drew Brees with his stats, but I mean, he always crumbles in the playoffs whenever it counts the most. You could say Peyton Manning, yeah, but I mean he doesn't necessarily have the rings that Tom Brady does. I mean, in terms of talent, I I, mean, I probably wouldn't say Tom Brady. I would probably say someone else. But in terms of legacy, I think it's just completely undeniable that it is Tom Brady. Um, when you take a guy who's won six rings, I mean that's just that's just unbelievable in in itself, especially in the in the NFL when winning a Super Bowl is one of the hardest things to do. I mean, I think in terms of the NBA, you team up with a couple of stars, and all you have to beat out is a couple of other stars, and you're fine. Whereas the NFL, I mean, it's a, it's a very hard on your body. It's a lot of there's really no super teams. You know what I mean? There's really no super teams like that. So when you get down to the end, everyone's pretty even. So it's real. It's a lot harder to win a Super Bowl than it is an NBA championship. But I mean, six rings the greatest of all time, and a lot of people were saying when he was in New England, oh, it's all Bill, it's all Bill, he's, he's a system QB. Well, now he goes to Tampa. I mean, granted, they have a lot of weapons, but he turns, I mean, he takes him to the Super Bowl. You, you take a look at what, I mean, Jameis Winston had 30 touchdowns last year. Granted, he had 30 interceptions, but he had 30-plus 30, 30 touchdowns last year, and they weren't even a playoff team. Tom Brady comes in as a phenomenal year. And takes this very same roster to the Super Bowl. And even, you know, Bill, I still think he's a phenomenal coach, but Tom Brady, you went with that same exact roster, pretty much that same roster last year. I think, actually, I think they did have a lot of people on defense opt out because of COVID, but it was a very similar roster that he took to the wild card round and almost beat the Titans. That's that same Titans team that beat the Ravens and hung with the Chiefs last year. This year, 
I think they won five games and weren't even close to making the playoffs with Cam Newton at quarterback. So I, I think that just goes to show you what Tom Brady, um, just how good he is and what his legacy is. And if he if he wins his seventh, I I, I don't see anybody else touching him. You know, I, in the near future, maybe 15 years down the road when Mahomes is done playing, it, we're, we're just going to see. Um, I think Mahomes has high expectations for these next couple of years. But to say that he will never pass Brady's absolute blasphemy. And, you know, he's got a long road ahead of him. And I think he's going to be fun to watch for the next 15 or so years. I think he is going to be playing in a stacked AFC, though. Because if you take a look at it next year, the Bills are going to be just as good, if not better. The Browns are going to be better. And those are probably going to be your top three in the AFC. And the Steelers are a big wild card next year. Um, same with the the Bengals. Depends how Joe Burrow comes back and what they can put around. The AFC North is going to be really good. They might have three playoff teams again. Um, it, you'd look at the AFC South with the Titans and the Colts. That's arguably two playoff teams. I mean, the Colts have a really good roster. A lot of people are saying they're a quarterback away from becoming a Super Bowl team. So you could possibly have four Super Bowl teams in one conference in the Chiefs, Bills, Browns, and Colts. And even the Ravens, I think, if they get a receiver or two, they could also be in the mix. So that's possibly five Super Bowl teams that Mahomes is going to have to compete with in a stacked AFC. And then if you look at the NFC, I mean, outside of Tampa and Green Bay. I mean, I think the Rams are going to be good next year with Stafford Elvud, so we're, I'm going to make a separate podcast on that. But, I, you know, the, the NFC just simply isn't as complete. I don't think the Saints are going to be as good next year, but I think the Packers will be just as good. I think Tom Brady will come back for another year, most likely, at least one more. I mean, he said he wants to keep playing until he's 45, so that's another few years. And I mean, I think the league is in trouble if he plays again next year. I think the Buccaneers are going to be right back in this spot, I, you know. Although repeating is really hard, but, I mean, Green Bay never really can get to the Super Bowl, so they're always going to, you know, be bet against. So the NFC is simply not up to the standards that the AFC is. So Mahomes is going to have a tough road ahead of him down um, down the stretch of his career. And if he can beat those teams, I think that's just going to add to his legacy. So I to say that Brady is always going to be ahead of Mahomes is very it's a very broad assumption to make when Mahomes, I think, is going to be playing this game for a while. And then, to reiterate, Tom Brady, undisputed GOAT, absolutely no debate about it. There's, you know, six rings. I think it'll be seven come Sunday night. And I I don't know how you argue against seven rings, especially when everyone was saying that Bill Belichick was the reason he got six of them. And then, you know, there's always those people that want to argue that Tom Brady got bailed out by Adam Vinatieri or by his defense and whatnot. But his defense also sold him against the Giants and the Eagles. I mean, he gave almost four, almost 40 points to Nick Foles. And they let Eli Manning make two of the best throws that I've ever seen. So, uh, there you go. And, and he put Adam Vinatieri in a position to kick two game-winning kicks. So, I, I, I just don't see any argument against him for anybody besides maybe Peyton Manning, maybe. And that becomes more of a skill debate than it does a legacy debate and I already said that I don't think Tom Brady's the most skilled of all time but in terms of legacy he is by far the greatest of all time as it stands currently 
So that's really all we have for you for this Super Bowl podcast. Um, I the, the content is coming, guys. Um, I've got actually, I've got it right here. The next couple of podcasts, I'm going to be talking about some Indians. We'll have a we'll for sure have a guest speaker for that one. Um, then I'm going to be talking about the Rams line or Rams Lions trade. I'm going to break that down for you, a little Jared Goff and Matt Stafford. That's going to be a good one. And then I'm going to be doing my own mock draft. I already got a head start on that. So I might have to make two podcasts about that because that one's going to be long. I'm going to go through each team who I I'm going to, I'm going to talk about who I think they will pick and why, and then I might throw in who they should, who I think they should pick. But we'll probably just stick with who they will pick. So yeah, so we got a couple more podcasts coming for you. As always, thank you for listening. <laughs>